Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Welcome. Deacon John here. Real Life Christianity. Last Sunday's uh, gospel that many churches read is the wonderful story of the man born blind. Uh, Each week I participate in a small faith-sharing group, and we read the Sunday gospel. Uh, We then share uh, a word or a phrase that speaks to us, and then we read it again and then share what's touching our life. There's about seven or eight of us in this group. We've been meeting this way each week for years now. So last week we read this, uh, this wonderful story of the man born blind. And so when we went around and shared what spoke to each of us, I said, a man blind from birth. And then I shared with the group why that spoke to me and touched me. Because when I heard this, I realized that I too have been blind from birth. And just as God has had mercy on the man in this story, he, in curing him, he has had mercy on me in curing my blindness. You see, uh, blindness in the Bible, (laughs) physical blindness, is always symbolic of a spiritual blindness. You see this in this gospel. Later we read Jesus saying, I came into the world so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. It's a very curious statement, but let me read it again with, I think, its meaning. Jesus says, I came into the world so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see, in other words, those who think they see, might become blind. You see, accepting our blindness is critical. It opens us up to receive sight, to see, to recognize Jesus, to have spiritual sight. The blind man later in the story uh, does see physically he's cured, but he also sees Jesus. He says later, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. See, that is the whole point of the story. The goal of this healing is faith. 
seeing Jesus. You know, I think the best example of all of our blindness that we all have from birth is this. If you look back at your life, do you begin to recognize there is something you said or did that you now are very embarrassed about? Very embarrassed. You almost don't want to look at it. It's so embarrassing. You might discover things in your past that you also deeply regret. Even some things that you are profoundly sorry for and are filled with sorrow about. You know, you know what do you say to yourself? <laughs> you probably say what I say. What was I thinking? What was I thinking when I said that or did that? You see, friends, that's the point. That's it. What was I thinking? What were we thinking? The thing is, we were blind. But now we see. You were blind. I was blind. But now we're beginning to see. See, Christian life is all about seeing. It's a process of gaining our sight more and more. I, I like the scripture in Mark 8 where Jesus heals a blind man, and this time he does it in stages. He, he, he puts his hands on him and asks the man if he sees, and he says, well, I see people looking like trees. So he doesn't see completely, and so Jesus has to pray again on him, and then he gets his sight. You know, many people ask, you know, <laughs> why does Jesus have to heal in stages? Couldn't you get it right the first time? Well, I think one interpretation that I like is simply this, that sight takes time. It takes time to see. How do we gain our sight? Well, uh, the Christian life brings it about by incorporating ingredients into our life that make sight happen. In my uh, recent book, uh, Becoming a Fervent Disciple, Practical Tools <laughs> for Developing a Deeper Daily Relationship with Jesus, I offer four tools, four ways, four dimensions of the life of faith that when, you, when we incorporate them, we begin to see. We, we put these, these foundations, these tools in our life intentionally. We decide to do them because they enable us to grow in sight, to see, to see Jesus. So the first one I offer is prayer because prayer is communication. You, 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 we can only know a person through communicating with a person. We can only develop intimacy with another through communicating. It's how love for another person becomes possible. When we know the other, we can love the other. It's the same thing with the person of Jesus in our life. Through communicating with him, we come to know him in an intimate way and we become to love him. We begin to see him. 
you know, do you ever, uh, I think the example would be, do you ever see two people in love and they're kind of looking at each other with these, uh, this star in their eyes, they're, they're kind of glowing as they look at each other. And, and from the outside, you're looking at them and thinking, well, actually, I don't see anything very attractive there to me. <laughs> because you don't see the other. The lover sees the beloved. And the lover sees what you cannot see. Love gives a sight of the beloved. A spouse looks at his or her spouse and sees them in a way no one else does because they know him. They have shared life and communicated for years with that person. They see the other in a way no one else does. The same thing with a best friend. You see your best friend. They see you in a way no, no other people do. So if you take 15 or 20 minutes intentionally each day to pray, to be silent, to develop intimacy with God heart to heart, sharing with him, you come to know him and you begin to see him more in your life. He shows up. You begin to see God as God really is, not just what other people have said about him and not some of our misunderstandings of him. So this intimacy with God makes all the difference. So prayer is, is job one. Our second tool is community. Where do we meet God? Where do we see God? When we're with other people of faith. It's called community. That can be seen in the large church gatherings that we do on Sunday. It can be seen on small groups like I shared with you. It can even be one or two people. An example in the Bible is Thomas. The, the community, the first church, was gathering in the upper room. Thomas wasn't there. Jesus showed up in the resurrected person, and Thomas missed him. So Thomas comes back and says, I don't believe because I didn't see him. Well, the Bible's saying, Thomas, you weren't with them. Not good, Thomas, not good. You've got to be with the people of faith, to have eyes of faith, to see Jesus. And when Thomas is back with the community of faith, he sees the risen Jesus. Look at this uh, on a more intimate level, the road to Emmaus. It's just two people, two disciples walking down a road, sharing in Greek. The word means very deeply from their guts what's going on inside, one with another, communicating their life, their faith. And Jesus shows up and walks with them. How beautiful is that? And as they walk and continue on in this sharing, and Jesus is walking with them, he reveals himself in the scriptures, and then they see Jesus in the breaking of the bread. But that sight began with the sharing 
the community, the shared life. It's like my small group. Why do I do that every week? Because it's often where I meet Jesus and where I begin to see him in my life and in other people's lives more clearly. It's an intentional act to be part of a community. How about the third tool, which is study? Friends, we're learning all the time. Our society is pounding us with certain perspectives and worldviews and ways of thinking. So why don't we intentionally read and study about the Christian faith and who Jesus is and the scriptures? You know, maybe you start with books by C.S. Lewis. They profoundly influenced my life. Or now you can listen to podcasts. You can go online and find out so much you can just listen to, to fill your mind, to get spiritual insight. Insight. In sight. You gain sight. You begin to see when you study and reflect. And there's a 2,000-year tradition from holy men and women, brilliant men and women, who have studied the Bible and the Christian life and the life of prayer and have so much to offer us that we might gain sight, insight into God and see him. I think the fourth uh, dimension and tool is service. It's mission. You know, when you love another person, you see the face of God. You see God when you love. All loving, all service in love is of God and reveals God because God is love. So when we love another, we see God because God is love. You know, a dramatic example of that is mission trips. I've been on uh, several mission trips with college students and also adults in our parish, uh, different countries, Haiti being one of them. And often when people come back, they're, they're always moved by the experience. But sometimes people's lives are, are actually altered and dramatically changed. I've heard people say that after the trip, the mission, this, I see everything differently now. I see everything so differently now. And for some of them, as I've known them throughout their lives from that point on, that has stayed with them. Their lives have not been the same because they see their lives differently. They see life differently. They see God differently. Friends, our sight happens gradually. Our blindness is cured gradually over time. When we decide to intentionally incorporate into our lives the tools that heal us of our blindness. A way of life, of discipleship, 
That gives us faith. Prayer, community, service, study. Friends, uh, we're all blind. And it's fundamentally critical that we start with that, with our blindness, accepting that. Because then we begin to see. At the end of this uh, Bible story, uh, we read the utter importance of accepting our blindness. It says this, some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said, surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, we see, so your sin remains. Friends, accept our blindness. There's no sin in this. Then you're free to receive the mercy of God in Jesus that healed the blind man, the one born blind, who in his mercy will also heal you and I. For we too are men and women who are blind from birth. And then we will see. We will see him. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.